We are Wrestling the Latest. I'm your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with Amorous, Alex Gibson, and Snuggalicious, Sean Nash. What's up, boys? Wow. I I didn't know that that was... I feel like after you've given us SNL ones and going into that, that was uh, not what I expected today. I'm ready to snuggle up in bed, though. (laughs) A couple of sleepy boys. We're all a little bit tired for this show, so it's going to be very good or very zany and loopy. So we'll find out at the end of this episode. But I want to thank you for continuing your support of us. Continue to support the show by giving us a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes. You can also follow us at Wrestling Elitist Podcast on Twitter and Wrestling Elitist Podcast on the old Instagram as well. And as well, please check us out at WrestlingElitist.com. Uh, Snugglish, Sean Nash has posted, uh, was it 17 nights so far? The G1. So we're almost, like uh, yeah, it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. But Sean's been posting about the G1 on a nightly basis. Anytime there's uh, an event and he's posting his star ratings on there. Uh, and then we tried a new format with the Dynamite and Rampage reviews as well. So if you want to give us feedback, hit us up at our email addresses that are also on the website at wrestlinglatest.com as well. Uh, Sean, what's the format for anyone who's a newbie? We always kick you off with the the news and the happenings of the wrestling world and then break it down with our match moments, cringes, and the uh, uh, things we're looking forward to in the coming weeks. Yeah, so this is going to be a busy-ass week, so we got a lot to talk about, so let's just dive right in. So, Alex, what was your news item of the week? Well, we talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, officially the AEW video game debuted at the THQ kind of year like yearly showcase so they showed a trailer that has already actually leaked that included tony shivani and Britt baker kind of playing the game with Britt baker defeating uh adam cole in a couple of different matches showing the different types of um, weaponry you can use the different type of matches and just a little bit of a kind of teaser of what's to come i was a little bit disappointed because they had already leaked this trailer or they hadn't leaked it. Somebody else did. Uh, so I wish that they would have pivoted and showed something different because it wasn't the most, the most detail uh, precise trailer. There was a couple of spots where it didn't look great and it just kind of gives me a little bit of worry for what they're actually going to be presenting to us. But the good news of that is they are going to be making this game playable at a, com- a conference that's going to be in September. So the first okay. few bands that are going to get to try it are actually going to get to play it, get some reporting back on, you know, is the rumors that there's no entrances, is that true? And things like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see as it comes up. My philosophy on the whole video game thing is, is a lot of the guys at AEW are video game nerds. So I would trust that they at least know what they're doing and building a good game. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that they should rush this. If they have to take another year to come out with a game, I would prefer that than they put out something that's, you know, suboptimal because I don't think we're going to get this yearly or anything like that. Um, so I, I just hope that it's a strong game out of the gate because, you know, that's what paves the way to future updates, future uh, games and things like that. Hopefully it's good. I, I didn't see anything about it yet, but I'm kind of out of the video game world, but would definitely love just to to have a another good wrestling game with all with all my favorites and all their entrance songs. Yeah, yeah, I need all the entrances. Um, and just a uh, another thought that I, I kind of forgot to add in there. So it came out that AEW didn't know that 
they had come up with a cover or anything like that already. Uh, so THQ handled all of that. So there's been a lot of people shitting on the cover. And it's come out that AEW literally found out the day that everybody else found out what the cover was. So they hadn't given any of the cover athletes any heads up or wow. anything like that, uh, which they have a, a handful of people. I think there's CM Punk's on there, Jade, uh, Mox, uh-huh. uh, and a couple others. So it's basically a people who are or have been champions in AEW. Okay. But uh, I just thought that that was kind of a an interesting note of why wouldn't you guys utilize, especially the AEW has so many like graphics that they're doing for different events and stuff like that. I would have thought that they would have been had a, had some sort of a hand in the design of that cover. Yeah, and why wouldn't they want them to use their own too? Like that's also weird of THQ. Like I never got that in um like book publishing. They always like, yeah, we just we do that. You're not allowed to design it or like just weird how other entity is like, yeah, well, well we know better. And it's like the yeah. same. It's just the fucking faces. Like, how would you know better? What's going to make people buy that? Yeah. And like, and it's like, they, like, I get it. THQ probably has people that are dedicated to that and they're dedicated. They have a specific look that they like for their video games, but who knows what will speak to the AEW audience more than the people that are designing graphics for them week in, week out. Right. I just think that's going to be such a toxic thing within their own locker room, given how many people are like, obsessed with games. They're going to be like so afraid to like talk shit about it on Twitter or like they love it. They're going to get flamed for it. If they like it, they're, you know, there's like, going to be just a lose, lose kind of a thing. Or I wonder how hard they're going to be on the game itself. And like, this isn't that good. Yeah. And like, also like with who gets included and not included, because it sounds like it's a fairly limited roster compared to how many people they have on oh, the really? roster currently. Oh, okay. Um, and like, when was the cutoff? We don't know. Yeah, and, and obviously yeah. like, imagine if the cutoff was before CM Punk oh. and, uh, Brian Danielson debuted, but it was like some, but those two still got put in there because yeah. they're who they are. But then everyone else who was before them was told like, Oh no, sorry, it's too late. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And or Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the good news is, is there's always, you can always do those downloadable packs, right? So you put out the game with. 50 or 60 people and then you for 10 bucks a piece can buy another pack of five to 10 wrestlers here and there. Oh, that's how they do it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. So oh. in game purchasing and all that. Yeah. The only, Oh, to get your money. The only worry, of, the only oh, okay. worry about that though, is that um, there's rumors at AEW and uh, so not THQ, but the actual like designer developer of the game, Ukes aren't getting along. And oh, okay. it's basically if, if you and them aren't going to be working together anymore, then they'll never be able to add more characters. So it all depends on, you know, the response and reception. So hopefully it's just people being negative. Um, the video game community might be even more negative than the, yeah, uh, the say, internet wrestling yeah. world. So a lot of what I'm reading on negativity is stuff that other people are saying. Cause I, as much as I am excited for this game, I play Madden and I play uh, MLB, the show, and then I try other games and I suck at them. So I stop playing them. So I really have no insight other than what I'm reading from other people. Welcome to my world, my friend. The <laughs> idea of expanding a game. I'm like, how could they make more Mario levels? I could just think of like <laughs> Mario 3 and adding more like worlds all of a sudden. It's like, wh- where's where's the whistle going to fucking take you then? <laughs> Brother, you're about to be ups- about to be playing Fortnite all the time once. Uh, once he this child. I know, oh, my little, God. When the little boy. kid comes, like he's going to think of me like, 
what's fucking wrong with you, Dad? You don't know how to play video games? Like, what a weirdo. Like, ah, yeah. Dad. All right, Sean, what was your news item of the week? Uh, I got a little bit of Outlaw Mud Show news. GCW is coming Ta-da. back to Detroit, and they're coming to Harpo's, the Detroit Mecca. October 22nd. Uh, hopefully that's not a Ohio State versus like Michigan State game. So, Chris, you can't come or anything. <laughs> but I would love for you guys to be there because just a fun, fun vibe in, in Harpo's. It's a cool spot. Um, I feel like I just saw Nick Gage on some uh, photos from Twitter. He's back. So, the king. You got to see the, the god of this shit. I'll go I, if it's uh, not on an Ohio State conflict. It's on a Saturday, so it's probably a conflict. Unless okay. it's like a morning affair, you know. Yeah. Big noon. GCW kickoff. show. Just a just a nine a.m. a brunch uh, a GCW show. <laughs> that'd be nice. God, that'd be awesome. I'd love to watch that at nine <laughs> in the morning. Just pizza cutters and shit. Sun's <laughs> out. Pop a PBR. Out. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a good we'll time. Hepatitis. We'll see. We'll uh, see how our how our night finds us. I'm so torn on if I want to go to a GCW show that isn't uh, like blood sport. I just, I don't know if I can get behind the death match. I f- feel like the last time it was at Harpo's, there was that like crazy scaffolding match with the, the Briscoes, Briscoes and Mance Warner and his partner. I, I think they're called like second gear crew or something. So it might be a little more tame because that was, that was fucking wild and out of this world. So it, it can only go down. Like, All right, another. That's not the way he works. Yeah, one more boomer, Chris being an old man. Note. So when I saw your show notes, you 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 put in like the the line like Mecca. I was like, they're selling out the garden. The garden. <laughs> <laughs> no baby. <laughs> right on outer drive, our little Mecca. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, speaking of senile, crazy people that are old, uh, let's get to the Vince McMahon news. So uh, more payments came out this week. Uh, so five million more that puts up the total to just under 20 million dollars paid out. So these ones were reported by w- WWE themselves. It wasn't from a leak from Wall Street Journal or any other um, group investigating. I thought there was going to be more to the story. I texted you guys on Friday. I was like, oh, shit's going to come out. They got ahead of it and they leaked it early. Maybe they're trying to get in front of something and do like, uh, you know, I don't know, judo stuff. But another uh, layer to the story, I think there's more to come out. I mean, I don't think this is going to stop anytime soon. They put in the notes or in the press release that this is not the end of their investigation. So more will come from this. Um, but it's just, it's crazy to think of a guy who, I mean, I heard the story of, and you hear it about in shoot promos of the time when he had to pay Jesse Ventura like under a million dollars. And he was like yelling at him, that's my fucking money. And to like, that guy is paying out $20 million because of um, improper mishandling, let's say of his funds and other things. Yeah, it's what's sad is how numb I am to it. You like you sent that article and I didn't even really nothing. I didn't think anything this time. <laughs> you didn't uh, read it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like like after just after it going from 1 million to 7 to 11 to 14 to now 20 is just like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Um it is interesting that they they got out ahead of it and they also in that article, I believe it said that WWE actually expects that there's probably some other stuff. Like yeah. I think there was some political donations that should have been um, cited as with 
as going to WWE or coming from WWE rather than him as a individual. And then just, I think that there was even like, there's like, this isn't necessarily it on the payments in general. So they're even just kind of like at this point, like, okay, well we know something else is coming. Yeah. And two, like, is he just not cooperating with them? I mean, like that's also odd to put them in risk for him to be like, well, I'm not telling you how many are gone. Like, like what's he doing? Like, uh, I don't know why. It's a lot. Maybe he doesn't remember. (laughs) As dumb as that sounds, maybe that's true. Or he just doesn't know. Or there's a lot more skeletons that are going to come out of the closet. You know? Yeah. It didn't become a big deal. So there was no need to to keep track mentally. Yeah. But that's, man, they're going to get hit by the government pretty hard. I mean, that's, you you just can't misappropriate that many funds for that long. And, Oof, a lot of Sean, man, if you want to be an accountant for them, you got a hell of a lot of work to do. If you wanted to take that role on, I, I don't need the government breathing down my neck. I, that's the, I'm all, I'm all clean, but I just, I can't deal with that anxiety. <laughs> sure. You and that offshore account you helped set up for the show. Yeah. That's why we're going to be living free in Panama. <laughs> every, every week we actually almost give Sean the nickname, Sean loophole Nash, but <laughs> Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's go into match of the week. Alex, what was your match of this week? Um, for me, it was simple. It was the main event of Dynamite uh, Lionheart, Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. I thought that, to me, this was my favorite match I've seen of Jericho in his times in AEW. I know when I texted you guys that, you know, Chris, you brought up the Eddie Kingston versus Jericho match at Revolution. I think that that's right up there with it. I think what I enjoyed about this was seeing Lionheart Chris Jericho and it didn't yeah. seem like cheesy. Like this could have doing this whole, like same thing with in the past when they brought back different versions of Jericho during his, um, his feud with MJF, uh, MJF and, and things like that. Like they, it could have easily been very cheesy and corny, but it's actually like, it's like a good homage to himself <laughs> and like kind of just like a good, like nod to the full career that he's had. Yeah. And, and that's what I enjoyed about it. It was hard hitting. I, I would love to see Mox have a match where he doesn't bleed. Um, you know, or maybe, bunny. maybe sometime in 2022, we can, we can see that. Um, but I, I thought that it was a good match. There was a little bit of kind of, you know, stuff with Sammy, but overall, like the interference was light for the full match, which I enjoyed because Jericho kind of feels like at least there's, it's starting to feel like a Cody match in terms of this yeah. person's getting thrown out. This person's doing that. Um, and the only real complaint that I had of the match was the going to uh, break in the walls of Jericho and then coming out of it. And that's when Mox, you know, got out of the walls of Jericho. So he was just in there the whole time, which that's just, that used to be such a protected finisher back in the day, especially in WWE. So to kind of see it just be something that for 90 seconds, as Excalibur loves to remind us every time they go to a commercial break, uh, was held in there, yeah. was a little bit of a, was a little bit troubling for me, but I just, I enjoyed it. There was nothing about it that was spectacular. Um, I just thought that, you know, Jericho feels like he might be kind of in the twilight right now. Like he, I think that he is going to slow down. I think he originally signed a five-year deal mm-hmm. with AEW and it almost feels like maybe he's not sure if he's going to wrestle again after it, or, or, you know, he's not going to sign a full-time deal. So we're just kind of getting one last kind of run with him, but I'm glad that he didn't win there. I, I don't think it would have made sense, but, um, overall, just a, uh, 
a cool match to see two guys that have feuded in the past. They've seen each other in WWE and, you know, thinking about that uh, cage match that they oh, had. Yeah. I was just going to say, this is the best version that, of this. That feud. felt, yeah, that felt like it kind of made up for the shittiness of all of that. Yeah. Good and, God, um, and uh, a good main event. And it was some one that I wasn't terribly excited for. I was excited to see Lionheart and, and everything like that, but I actually wouldn't have guessed that it was going to end up being my, um, my my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Sean Boy, what about you? Very fair, very fair. Um, mine, I had to go with how Dynamite started. Brody King losing to Darby Allen in the coffin match. I wanted it to be Brody, but of course he just it's it's his match. Um, match kind of got to a quick action. Thumbtacks with on the skateboard. Awesome start. Just the blood going right from the beginning. Um, Darby had a awesome like avalanche code red off the top to Brody. Insane. Insane. These two working just Darby works good with whoever doesn't really give a fuck about their body as much as he does. And Brody's pretty much the best at that. So it's perfect. 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 Love the, the little interaction with the, the house of black and then sting coming to the, uh, the save took him a little bit to uh, get out of the coffin a little unstiffen those bones. But <laughs> it was great. In that coffee. It looked a little too, yeah, it looked a little too comfortable in that coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, I like the little face paint nod with the, the spray paint or the, the mist in his eye of um, Malachi Black. And then um, the finish I'll talk about a little later, but uh, just good, fun, fast-paced way, hard-hitting to start off the, the wrestling week. Yeah, I thought it was a, an excellent finish and a finish that could have looked really bad. That was a risky, yeah. I thought, the way that they did it. It looked perfect, but man, that could have looked really corny Mm -hmm. if Brody didn't kind of hit it perfectly. So kudos to both of them on the way that it did it. And it also kind of felt like a little bit of an homage to the way that Brody beat Darby in the uh, Battle Royal. So Mm -hmm. um, enjoyed that. And, you know, you never bet against the Ravens in the preseason and you never bet against Darby in a coffin match. Exactly. That's fair. That's fair. Anything else you wanted to add to that, Sean? Oh, uh, no, I'll talk about it later. Yeah, I, I liked the um, chemistry those two have, though. I mean, my God, they can go at it so intensely. And those are, they are peas and carrots, as Forrest and Jenny would say. That's um, perfect. No, they're, they're just very, they're a good duo. They know how to work with each other really well. And yeah, that was a creative finish that harkened back to that battle royal that we saw at Rampage. And boy, oh boy, I was nervous watching that spot, too, because it's like, God, they've had so many fuck ups on these spectacular finishes that have just gone over like a fart in church. And it was cool to see one hit and deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also runs the risk of them trying to one up it down the line in the future. Oh, and they're totally swing and miss really bad with Sammy or something down the line. But hey, until that happens, whatever. But I like this match a lot there. Uh, uh, Darby's uh, really good, man. He's so underrated. Yeah, and uh, shout out to all those fans that uh, survived uh, Brody King doing a stage dive at his concert a couple weeks ago. That table, <laughs> sure as shit, Ooh. both those tables just exploded right on impact when that when that dude went flying through. All righty, so my match of the week was Andrade and Roosh versus the Lucha Bros. Um, I 
boy, I can't talk intelligently about Lucha Libre. Uh, I just sound like an idiot when I'm trying to describe like what moves they were doing and why it was good beyond. It was cool, man. Just fucking looked awesome. Like, but it just did look awesome. Uh, everything was snug. Everything was crisp. Those Ray Phoenix can just do everything in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's so underappreciated, I think, still. Um, just an absolute phenomenon. And it was great to see Andrade have a good win and look strong too in the ring. He's been doing so many backstage shit that it's good to see him actually pull off a win and really kind of carry that. And the way that Ray sold that hammerlock DDT was great too, because he was so dead and he was so finished already. And that was just the unneeded asshole heel move of putting the exclamation point on it. Um, a lot of fans, and rightly so, were kind of annoyed by the whole um mass tied up in the ropes bit i think i put in my article on wrestlinglatest.com uh that is it, it is a little bit silly when he has his face painted for him to be like oh no my face i'm exposed like it is a little goofy but i did like too how um they had another mask ready and then that also got kicked away too so it was like a yeah. good like just heel shit to counteract that but i did think the being ashamed of your painted face is a little bit corny but whatever yeah, I thought that it was a good touch to at least show that they weren't the baby faces that continually get bamboozled. Like they at least had another yeah. mm-hmm. option for the mm-hmm. mask. So I'll give them that credit, but I'm I'm ready to be over seeing them lose matches because of that because that was totally. it's not even just this feud. The the Bucks have done it to them a handful of times. Yeah. And it, and too. it's annoying that it's that it just continuously happens. Like at this point just like tattoo the mask on your face, man. Like do something <laughs> to or have a second mask under your mask you know go go full sting in tna and just do that i thought that the actual spot of him diving out of his mask to break up the pin very cool yeah but he should like that would have made it even better if if he had another mask under or something that would have counteracted that he wouldn't have had to cover his face there yeah and Mm -hmm. i get it that you wanted uh andrade and roosh to win that because andrade just has kind of been floating around for a while want Roosh to look good in his first uh, kind of first few matches and he's already lost to Mox but ultimately I just I wish they would have done it a different way they still could have cheated but just maybe not with the mask but that was a fast paced match good god hard hitting that's what I think that's what's so crazy about Lucha Libre is when you're watching how fast it is and how crazy the stuff that they're doing is Mm -hmm. there's there's no hesitation to them doing move after move after move and there are things that, you know, it takes me like the first time I did a box jump, it took me like 30 minutes to commit to that box jump uh, <laughs> for them. Like the the stuff that they're doing, I'm like, how are you not just terrified? Springboard from the top row. Fucking. Yeah. And can we just say also, Roosh's, that drop kick that he does to people sitting Beautiful. in the corner. Oh. I, I, I watch it and I like, I, I know how it's worked, but I still don't believe that that's a, like, it doesn't really look like it's still like, even in my mind, I know how it is. But it do- still doesn't compute. Just, mm. No, it's definitely sm- uh, snug as hell. I mean, yeah. just yeah. unbelievable. That big of a guy coming right at you. And I like how he stands too. Like that's like my favorite thing about Roosh. Like he's like my when my brother started working out when he was like just started getting muscular. Like you like do the Stewie trying to <laughs> block you in the hallway kind of shtick. Puff and I like out. that. That's what he does as his like thing. It's like the most like oh good god. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go into our moments of the week. Alex, what was your moment of the week? The champ is back. CM Punk has returned uh, at the end of the main event. I think that that also kind of partially played into my liking of the main event was getting him back. 
uh, and, and kind of clearing house in that brawl, you know, he always gets a huge pop, you know, in, in this iteration of CM Punk, there's always a huge pop, but the crowd was just fucking flying high when, when cult of personality hit last week, seeing Sammy uh, jump over. I wish he would have like hit him in the air when Sammy just like jumped out of the ring towards him instead of letting him land. Cause that would have just been such a sweet spot, but probably safer to uh, let him land and then throw him into the stairs. But seeing him clear house, seeing how excited he was, when he was hopping on the foot to show that it was healthy, uh, it looked like he was about to do the worm. Uh, and <laughs> I was excited for that. I liked the uh, the showdown that he had with Mox after and, you know, kind of seeing the comparisons of back in the WWE days, once again, of those two and, and seeing where they're at now. I'm super excited for that. That His music hitting made me excited for All Out because him versus Mox is going to be great. Um, I'm looking forward to the promos that are going to happen in between now and then. And honestly, I don't know who I see as the face in this in this battle. I think it's going to be an interesting uh, case to see which way they go, especially after Punk versus Hangman. And, you know, Hangman that whole time was kind of alluding to Punk's the bad guy in this situation. How does how does Mox handle that? Mm-hmm. I would say we're going to do that. I think they're going to continue that thread. Um, he's obviously going to be cheered in Chicago. But part of me thinks this may be the time where they do like a risky turn in front of the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, because he has been um, PG punk in a, in a certain way by someone who, you know, we used to know. Uh, <laughs> but like, he, you know, he kind of has been this uh, baby face shtick a little bit and all the other wrestlers seem to hate him. So it makes sense to have a character go off on him. And I think, yeah, Mox is going to be the heel in that environment. And Moxley was uh, healing before he went out to take uh, care of his, to to, uh, take care of himself, excuse me. So I, I, man, I think that's how they're going to play it. Uh, He obviously, you know, did the unthinkable and showed him his middle finger and left. That is the most overplayed shit. People talk about AEW bleeding too much. Like, God. Middle fingers and tongues. I know Tony Schiavone middle fingers people. Like it's just like it's nonstop. True. Everyone does it. Like, gotta make it matter, man. Hold off. To yeah, the end. yeah. It's like when you're in sixth grade and like learn about it, and you're just doing it to everybody on the playground. Sixth grade. That's when you learned about it. I don't know when I learned about it. To I feel be like honest, it was fourth but, grade. But I feel like middle school is when you really think it's the coolest. Yeah. I mean, that's when you learn about the thumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the Kid Rock album cover. The CD cover had that. Oh, sure. Yeah, Pride of Detroit, baby. Yeah, cheese with the forties and the chicks with beepers. <laughs> Damn. Uh, well, what the uh, okay? Anyways, uh, Sean, what was your moment of the week? Um, like I was saying in the my match of the week, I just love that little finish. Uh, Brody did it perfectly. Uh, the ode to the that Royal Rumble match or Rumble Royale, whatever they call it, and the chokes out, choke outs at the Zoomy store, this the Comic Con. It's perfect. I love this little story that they built and uh, feud that they've created. It's it's amazing. It's one of the low key feuds of the year for sure. I mean, it really has been, um, mm-hmm. and they did it in an interesting way by having it in a different venue and. Uh, doing it at the signing. I think they did it in the real world. Yeah. Like Brody has really gotten himself over. And I think he's maybe the biggest threat and ring even more than Malachi black has been uh, the way that his character has been portrayed. So 
good for him. And hopefully he gets another title shot of some sort. Trio Maybe he gets the all Atlantic or hopefully they get the trio. I actually want them to get win the trio belt. That'd be fun. That's what I'm fucking rooting for. Uh, more on that later. Okay. So my moment of the week also was CM Punk returning. Glad to see that there's direction for all out. Glad that this is the main event that we're getting in Chicago. I think this is the best, uh, match. Um, could you have done hangman and John Moxley too? That, that would have been fine. But I think, uh, this is the match that everyone in that area wants to see. And I think it's going to make a more exciting show and crowd and atmosphere. And it's going to have an aura that, most matches don't have. I think this is going to feel a little bit, not entirely like it, but it's going to feel on the same vibe as Punk and John Cena and uh, the All-State Arena in 2011. The show yeah. that I could have gone to, but... Let's hope. You know. Yeah, I'm sure you had more important things. Now, this time you won't even watch live? Huh? Yeah. No. So? It's just, it's... Um... Chris hates interim titles. Mm-hmm. You just can't, you can't deal with them. In Chicago... Just yeah, more than JR. That. I hate interim titles more than him. Uh, that's not our cringe of the week, but let's hear what your actual cringe of the week was, Alex. Start with you. Simply just that group, the Truth Busters. Uh, just don't, or is it Trust Busters or Truth Busters? I don't even know. I've been calling them Truth Busters. It's Trust Busters. I trust fucked up busters. on the article and I published it as Truth Busters, and then I went and fixed it. I was like, oh shit, it's Trust because Davari is like part of a trust. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, well, so I sense. actually like I actually like Tavari, but mm-hmm. the other two geeks he's with need to go. Uh, I they found somebody who is more green than Jade Cargill as their heater, and more green than even Satnam Singh. I think he's not enjoyable in the ring so far, and he I just his look is weird, and uh, did not enjoy. Uh, seeing anything that that Parker Boudreaux is doing. And it's weird that AEW jumped on him so quickly after NXT let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I'll, I'll leave the uh, the talking about Slim J to Sean, because I know that that's in, in your cringe. But oh, yes. I just I don't understand why they got a spot in the no. tournament. I get it. Somebody Somebody needs to be there and somebody needs to lose. But it just feels Gun like you club. could have given you could have given that to somebody. Give it to the wingmen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those guys are fine, fine to lose, or you know, have other good teams in there even, and just have some banger trios matches. But uh, it's just not very fair. I I don't know. In a company right now that it feels like there's a lot of people that are upset because they're not getting the time that they uh, probably deserve or want to give this group, the time is a little unsettling for me. No, I would agree. I think there's um, other groups that could have been included. I mentioned the gun club. I think you could even put in QT Marshall and those goofs as well. If you want to just have someone just get jobbed out, they'd be happy to do it and they do it well. Um, and the workhorsemen, Hey, if they ever want to be on the show and explain how they feel, you have an open forum. Won't be the first time we've reached out. Please come on, come on over. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying so to hard. get you guys. For Christ's sake, just come on. We love you. We love it's only going to cost you a couple of bookings. Don't let Buddy Murphy scare you. <laughs> Buddy Matthews, excuse me. <laughs> um, but yes, Slim J, as Alex was saying, awful, terrible look. Looks ten times worse than what uh, Scotty Too Hotty, if we're talking about the worm earlier, looked like back in the nineties. The awful. Upside down visor didn't work then, doesn't work now. Um, I hate that they just brought in some people that are, if they're ever on the show again, they're regulated to dark or elevation. Plenty of people out there. 
And as a connoisseur of pre-show, you guys both know me, I like a, a, a big fat J, not a tiny slim J. It's trash. <laughs> trash. Um, that's on brand. Yes. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. Okay. Well, mine was uh, our favorite libertarian, Kane, uh, tweeting about. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. Did you guys see this tweet? I actually haven't. I've. Oh, uh, shit. I have not. It's painful to watch. It actually is genuinely uh, upsetting. So um, he had a tweet about America becoming unrecognizable. And we don't like to go into politics on the show because it's politics. This is a wrestling show, but sometimes they do interact and they intertwine and we'll talk about it. So um, I get that when you're electioneering, you're going to cater to your base. And if there's a big story that makes your political party look bad, you're going to try to play um, defense and make offense out of it and try to diminish kind of what happened. But the, just bullshit that he spun about the raid on Mar-a-Lago was just completely ridiculous. And to act like that wasn't warranted is insane. Um, I have a friend who works in the government. I won't say what department, but he let me know, like, even if you mishandle any document, like you're fired, going to jail and fined. Like just the, the simplest thing. And this is a case that's clear cut. It isn't like a liberal spin to criticize it or to look deeper than this. I mean, this is just fact. Like with politics, sometimes it's optics. And sometimes you look at things through the lens of what could happen. And that's what you project onto a scenario. But this is just a fact. He had every chance in the world to hand over those documents and he just didn't do it. So for Kane to totally side with Trump on this was just weird. And it shows that he's um, obviously catering towards that base and probably looking to run for, I don't know, like Congress or like a Senator or governor or something. And he's trying to play that card and play to that message. Um, But just disappointing and sad to see, like, I don't give a fuck that if he's a Republican. I mean, I'm an independent. I don't like Democrats either. (laughs) Like I'm totally independent. I don't, I don't have, I don't belong to one party. Um, I'm not a fan of anyone, really, but uh, I don't have a problem with him being a Republican. It's just the fact of what he's saying and what how he's uh, distorting the reality of the situation and doing the whole, like, America is going to be unrecognizable is just bullshit when the person that you're trumping for literally is someone who's done so much to undermine all of our American institutions. So it's just a complete bullshit spin when you're playing the victim card by saying they're being victims and they're... Um, exaggerating the truth and exaggerating the reality and they're intimidating bullies who demonize. It's like, look who you're fucking supporting you dick. Anyways, that's yeah. my two pieces on it. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. The only thing I have to add is I think one of the worst things to me about like the internet that in social media is that everybody does that, right? Is that you just see that reaction to everything, no matter what happens, you always see those people and um, that just stoke up their all all they care about is pleasing certain people with what they say. Um, and that's, that's what got me off of Twitter originally. And it's weird to see it with somebody like Kane, because you could have just retired and made your living. Like, I don't even know why you had to go into like politics. I, I don't see why going into politics is enjoyable for somebody. There was a point, you know, early on when I was considering a major in college, that I was like, do I want to do poli sci? If I would have gotten a poli sci major in Ugh. today's world, I would be uh, I can't imagine. miserable. The only thing worse I can think of is getting a journalism degree and then you're writing about, uh, I don't know, Justin Bieber and his wife being in a 
fight or something like yeah. that. Like I think about, yeah, I think about those people and I'm like, man, they're in just as much college debt as I am. At least I'm not writing that. I mean, I don't have a problem with him doing like local politics. I mean, I don't know, whatever, who cares? Like that's important stuff. Um, and like, I think there was a Unless hope you. that fans had where like, oh, maybe he'll be because he says he's a libertarian. Maybe he is going to be like more of an independent or maybe he's going to be more like a Jesse Ventura. And I think that's some of the hurt feelings of this is they're just mad that he's being, I don't know, right of center on this. And it's like, well, you sh- what do you expect? Like, that's what he's that's who he ran as to a certain extent. But I don't know. It's just kind of it's just douchey and shitty the way that he spun it. I think we've brought it up on the show. I've definitely brought it up in my personal life, but one of my favorite things ever was when Kane tweeted something political uh, oh, before and Hangman hang yeah. just, just <laughs> the 10, top 10 chair shots that Kane has taken. It's, it's a classic. It's mm-hmm. a, just a, it was a perfect response to that and uh, would love to run that response back today. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to get back into wrestling. Let's go into what, um, <clears throat> you're anticipating for the weeks ahead, Alex. What's on your mind, big guy? One of my probably my second favorite moment of the week last week was seeing Hangman reject the Young Bucks offer for a multitude of reasons. So first of all, because I don't think it would have made sense for him to accept it the way that they treated him. Yeah, he wouldn't made the save the week before, but it would have been. It just would have. It wouldn't have really worked to me to have him as the partner. But what it really makes me excited for is we're set up for the return of Kenny Omega as the third member of that trio's team. We're going to hopefully see that see him uh, debut this Wednesday at what is what is this week? It's uh, the House of Dragon match or something. House or of Dragon premiere event. Something. Who knows? Yeah. It's always something. It's no siesta or si- fiesta. Fiesta siesta. and siesta key. Fiesta yeah. Siesta. It's, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just long time coming to see Kenny. It feels like he's been gone longer than a year, even though it hasn't even been a year quite yet. And just excited to see where it leads and how, how they proceed with, you know, with Osprey being in this trios tournament, mm-hmm. does that mean that there's some fuckery that leads to Osprey versus Omega at all out or something like that? So oh. there's a lot, there's a lot to be excited about. And hopefully if Kenny is coming back though, he's, he actually truly is, healthy and ready to come back and they're not rushing this because of a panic because you know tv deals are going to be starting to get renewed or something like that yeah yeah how can you not be looking forward to the 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 arrival of kenny omega again it's gonna be great can't wait to see the best bout machine and then what we'll eventually see with that william osprey feud i i did love when uh, Cutler from behind the camera suggests that maybe he could be their third partner and they immediately shut that down. I actually yeah, kind of wish. I think wish, they're talking about me. That was great. <laughs> I actually kind of wish that they would have, that they, and maybe they will end up doing this, but have him come out where you think that it's him and then Kenny's music hits or something like that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That could be an awesome heel heat moment, though, if they want to keep the Bucks heel, even though they kind of baby faced him a little bit there. Very it's much. like you have. Um, uh, Brandon Cutler, or what, what's that other guy? Kenny's friend, like Naka, Mike, Mike, oh, uh, Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, the baby lotion guy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, I I did love the the unwinding of the storyline of this angle. They did a great job of eliminating the possibilities of who could possibly fill in that last spot with the undisputed elite doing the breakup there and then hangman turning it down they've done a good job of it's almost kind of like how the punk debut came out it's like okay yep. you know it's going to be this but it's not outright sad and it's just building the anticipation online so it's great storytelling i love what they did with that yeah i think that's spot on i think that that's what makes it so cool is that it's a a poorly kept secret that they've just never said out loud <laughs> totally yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to see God possibly Kenny and Dragon Lee in the same match. I and mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, like that that's is, that's, that's good shit. All like this is them. gonna be a great match. Like there's not a bad combo in any of that. Like the the worst worker is Matt is uh, Matt Jackson, and that's I mean when the, that's pretty rare that you could say like oh God he's the worst worker out of this whole group like. Fucking hell. Not the, the worst worker, but the cutest buck. Yeah, not the ugliest. <laughs> not balding. Poor Nat. <laughs> no, I think that's going to be a great match. And hopefully that's, um, I mean, I would think that that would probably start the show. That wouldn't be the main event that would start it. Just because if you get viewers to come in and see it, Kenny, maybe you'll want to watch the whole that's show. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing these hot starts, you know, kind of. And it's the first time they've had a surprise in a while. That they, Tony has backed off on surprise. Oh, CM Punk coming back. Kind of surprising. Well, but I mean, like, hey, there's a surprise coming this week. There's a surprise. There's yeah. A yeah. There's yeah, and it was sorry. Yeah. yeah, and it was nice to not have Tony on on Twitter just saying the biggest thing in the world is going to happen uh, this Wednesday. Make sure you tune in. Yeah, just, really pounding that energy. Oh, well, that, he could he can still go on Bubba Ray Dudley's show on Wednesday morning. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he, yeah, there's still there's plenty of time to have a 12 pack of monster Wait, and go did, on did, that show. Did you see him tweet last week? Uh, I think on Tuesday, he's make sure you tune into Quake Quake at the Lake. Otherwise, it'll be a regret that you won't forget. That's so, so awesome. <laughs> so, fucking love those names okay so let's go into some other stories that we didn't get a chance to go over uh that were in the news cycle lately so uh speaking of tony khan so there was a rumor that AEW was going to do two-day pay-per-views uh tony khan came out and debunked it um playfully kind (laughs) of joked on dustin and was like that was dustin that said that what the fuck um but what are your thoughts on two-day pay-per-views for AEW? is that something you want to see or are you glad that that got nipped in the bud not a fan I am glad that that got uh, that that got turned down. So it would have been cool, I think, maybe if there was one a year. But the way Dustin said it made it sound like all of their pay per views were going to become two day event type of things, and that's a it's a lot to commit to sometimes just to get one, especially for all, all three of us to be able to get together. It feels yeah, like totally. we've got so much going on, and it's only going to get busier for us. That you know, it's just how do we even how do we even get to get together as a, as a company, you know, for an outing once and then to have to do it two days in a row and figure out the planning for that. The company expenses are piling. We can't do it. (laughs) Exactly. And then even especially thinking about in November. So if you do full gear and you've got on, you do a Saturday and a Sunday, that's a college football Saturday and then an NFL Sunday. That's not, that's not doable. Thanksgiving. That's not going to work for me, brother. Uh, uh, it hurts so, my feelings. Not in my America. <laughs> so I, I think that um, it, I'm glad that he came out and squashed that. And I think if there were a two day thing, it's more so in the sense of a star cast on a Saturday and then a Friday or a, a Sunday pay per view or something like that. Like I, I can mm-hmm. understand that, but actual two day events, no, thank you. 
And I, I like what they're doing right now with All Out. The idea of you just have it's an all out week and you do Wednesday and Friday live and you do both of the shows before, and then you do a star cast with Conrad or you do a convention in the city and it feels like the whole week is building up to it. That's a good way to get extra buys. It's a way to get people in that local market interested who maybe weren't going to go to it or whatever the fuck. It's a good thing. I like that. And I think of that as a two day event. I don't need two days of wrestling to do that. Like it, like, like you said, my schedule is too fucked up with football and family and totally. And and ultimately, my my thought is the best matches, matchups, and wrestlers should be on a pay per view. You don't need everybody to get on a pay per view. I, I think agree. I think you should have more focus on getting other people onto TV than you should onto pay per views. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's it's funny because I liked that WrestleMania that was like twenty five hours long, thirty three, and yeah, like that the ending match of Roman and Taker was a lot to take, and Taker looked rough. But I think that was the one that was like, okay, these are just too goddamn long, and people were like, let's just split it up and have it be like New Japan. But you know, if you just eliminate some of the dumb shit with the videos and commercials and twenty minute entrances, you can have a lot of wrestlers perform, and they all don't need to get twenty minutes. You can have. Sure a five minute match. Do you really need to see Jade Cargo go 20 minutes? No, like yeah. whatever. I, I think for mania, because it is the greatest spectacle of them all, all of that type of stuff. There's most, a part of me that stupendous night of all. Time. Most, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it? And I, I'm okay with that being two days. And I think part of that is because of the drag of how long it was getting the last few years up until they did that split. It just wasn't enjoyable for me, but I actually don't mind it for mania. And that's why I would say like, I don't mind it. If, if AEW decides that all out is their WrestleMania or double or nothing is their WrestleMania, then okay, do it for that. But do not make it a, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's the, like the okay thing about the WrestleMania now is that that's, it's just that with WWE. It's not every month. Cool. Okay. The other story that was full, full of controversy. So Sasha Banks did a meet and greet picture taken thing. And uh, fans were aghast that she wanted uh, at least six foot distance in the pictures. And the people paid 150 smackers uh, for these pictures. And they were very upset that uh, she was so distant from them. What are your thoughts on this? Is this a nothing burger or is this a. Uh, uh, I could care less. Yeah, I mean, I think just for me, it doesn't look great on wrestling fans. It's like, I just think that it, they, like, I think the people complaining look bad. It's a weird thing to complain not, about. Sasha yes. doesn't look bad in this. And also, I don't, I just don't really get paying for photos of people. I, no. I have no, I will gladly buy a shirt. And then if you're like, I'll take a photo with you for buying the shirt, would love that. But otherwise, I have no interest in paying $150 for somebody to do a fake smile with me. Yeah. No. And smiling for so me. I just I can't even relate to the fact that somebody who paid that much money. Um, if we if we were if we were to be going to WrestleCon next year during Mania, it would just be me like pointing out like, oh my God, there's the boogeyman. Oh my God, there's honky tonk man. I mean, it wouldn't be any it wouldn't be me getting photos with any of those people. I just, I just, it's something I can't really relate to in no. terms of that desire. Or even, you know, Sean and I talked about it. We ran into a bunch of NXT wrestlers on a plane one time, just giving a quick, you know, fist bump and saying, hey, big fan and walking away. I think that that's more meaningful to me as a fan to just have that interaction than to be like, hey, will you stop and get a photo with me? I actually, Sean and I went to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers yesterday and I saw 
an article about Flea earlier this week where he spent like 15, 20 minutes talking to a fan. That fan had posted, somebody posted a picture of the fan and him just talking, uh, where it was kind of like a candid. And someone was like, oh my God, how'd you get Flea to talk to you that long? And Flea commented on the photo on Instagram and said, because he never asked us for a photo, he just wanted to talk and connect. And that's, he's like, that's, that's cool. he, he's like, we'll stop and talk to people all day long. But once you ask for a photo, it just becomes a yeah. transaction. Be present. Yeah. Don't don't live for what you post on on the internet. Just enjoy the, the presence of these heroes and and wrestlers yeah. of ours. Yeah, yeah, and just you know maybe hire a cameraman to always be taking candids of you in case there's a famous person in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I put in my show notes too. Like if you call it an experience, that just means you're a creep and is going to try to hug them and grab their boobs a little bit. Yeah, like, there's just no reason to use that term experience like come on you just weirdo and someone posted on twitter or red or whatever the hell of like female wrestlers getting photo ops with female wrestlers and every one of them is just some just cringe word incel just grabbing them too hard and closely and just the pain in their face of smiling is like uh I, I would feel like that if I just said hi to him at a restaurant. I would feel like yep. I would be that invasive and rapey by just mm-hmm. being like, hey, hey, uh, Adam Cole, I like your match. Bye. Like, I, I I felt weird saying hi to Eric Bischoff, kind of. I was like, hey, Eric. Oh, no, you didn't. You off the rip. You were just like, hey, Eric. I didn't even. Like, you I didn't. I thought. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, inside <laughs> me, though, I was like, oh, no. Like, Jesus I don't want to. Because he was when like, you, he was he was running around and shit. And I was like, oh, he's going to be late to where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see him. I just heard you say, I hate it. I just heard you say, hey, Eric. And I was like, oh, is, is that a friend of yours? And I turn around and see that it's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Slick Silver Fox. <laughs> he was lost, too. He didn't know where the fuck he was going. <laughs> Poor guy. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Chris. No, he didn't say that. I wish. Um, okay, so other news item: Malachi Black, uh, his back was all messed up, and now he's apparently healed it with um, needles and poking and pride in that old Eastern back medicine. Yeah, Eastern medicine. But uh, but that kind of explains why he hasn't been quote unquote used as much, and he's been yeah, doing some totally. backstage things. Um, my only thing is, man, I just wish they would tell us who's injured. Maybe that yep. hurts like the draw side of it, or maybe it makes fans not want to come to shows, but I just wish you knew who wasn't there. Um, every other sport has an injury list and IL and reserves and stuff. It just, it just makes it more of a real sport and it makes it easier for you to go. Okay. You're not mad at the promotion and you're not thinking like, God, Tony's fucking up by not having Malachi wrestle. Cause I look at them with Miro and I go, what the fuck's the deal with him? I'm sure there's something to it, but I don't know. And then you just have doubts of the competency of the creator and the booking then. I agree. I, I wonder if in Malachi's case, because my first thought too was, why didn't they tell us this? Or why didn't they put it out there in some form? But maybe because he did say he thought he was going to have to retire, maybe it was something that he was just really keeping close yeah. kind of, you know, as a personal thing. As we And we've seen the way that AEW will respect someone's wishes when it came to yeah. stuff with, with Brody. True. So there is the case that it could have been that, but also Miro, he was filming a television pilot or something like that for a few months. And that's why he had disappeared after that's right. losing to Brian Danielson last November. So in, in the case of some of these guys, like let us know why they're not there because otherwise you do start to think like, are all these reports that people are unhappy true? Okay. What's the worst idea for a Miro show? Sitcom. 
Like, like what would be like the dumbest sitcom presence for, pre, um, premise for Miro? Wacky neighbor or like basically oh. uh, married with children reboot. Okay. He's, oh. he's Al Bundy. The George Lopez show. Okay. I'm thinking the worst usage of Miro could be like, he's either Wilson from tool time or Al from tool time. <laughs> but he's still like packaged as Miro. So he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like, doesn't wear a shirt. He just always like just jacked. <laughs> While we're on the subject as a, as a bonus moment, can I also say his promo that Julia Hart interrupted? That, that was, was great. great. That was, that was yeah. great too. Yeah. Uh, and great to see him uh, remaining faithful to Lana. I don't know her name now that she's CJ left. Perry. Yes. Yeah, CJ oh, Perry. Yeah. Uh, and turning down the advances of uh, Julia Hart there. CJ Perry is going to have like one of the biggest reactions when she comes out because she's been low key referenced for a fucking year. So well, yeah, well beyond so it. like she's been referenced continuously. So when she does come out, that's going to be the biggest pop. And the next time, no goddamn reaction. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh. All right. And then there was another news story that came out this week. Alex, you mentioned, uh, our good friend and favorite actor, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. He was supposed to have Killer Cross as his champion for his new promotion. Yes, the pride and joy of the movie Summer Catch. He is working Ooh, on his uh, his his promotion that he'll be coming out with. That he he said it. Everyone's going to be a member of the union. Uh, they're going to get health benefits, all of that. He's really trying to set it up so that wrestlers actually get a little bit of uh, benefits. In that case, he's about. Ooh. <laughs> I think 15 to 18 months away from it uh, fully debuting, but he's already storyboarded out kind of the first year of storyline and everything like that. And Killer, aka Karrion Cross, was projected to be his champion to start, mm. kind of his top heel and everything. And I guess those two are very close. He said that he actually had a text message typed out after he saw a couple of the debuts happen when Triple H first took over, he had a text message typed out to say like, hey, if you need to go, if you get an offer you can't refuse, take it. Don't don't put off your dreams for my dreams, essentially. And he said he ended up not sending it. And the next day, Cross sends him a text message and says, hey, I need some advice. Can we talk? Uh-huh. Tells him about the offer that he got. And he said, take it. So That's cool. first of all, really cool to see that Freddie Prince is already building a promotion that he is looking out for the wrestlers. But then in this case too, to see him pushing the guy that he was going to say was his top star in his new promotion and saying, this is a better opportunity for you. Go do that. I just think, you know, we talk about how carny the industry is and to see somebody who's doing this and, and Freddie Prince jr. He doesn't even need to be doing this. He's made enough money in his life. It's something that he's passionate about. And hopefully he's a better booker than uh, Billy Corgan is. And I, I'm excited to see what what that promotion looks like. I hope it gets some sort of a television deal. And I hope that when it comes out, it's something that we feel is, is good enough to talk about on the podcast. Because I, I, I already like the uh, the ethos of, of, a, of a wrestling company like that. It's sad, too, that like not evil is not going to work, perhaps, which is the most fucked up thing in the world. Like it's like his whole his whole idea is like, let's treat him not like circus animals. And the performers like, I'm not joining a union. 
<laughs> you need a little bit more killer instinct there, Freddie. I know. Just but, but nevertheless, yeah, hopefully there's another promotion to talk about. I mean, the more good wrestling, the better. We are in a renaissance. I mean, this is going to be an exciting couple of months because uh, AEW is going to be pushing for a new TV deal. Triple H is in charge, so he's going to put on the best possible show to fuck them. Uh, I think it's going to be a competitive environment. Tony even praised Triple H's writing and production and said their show's been better and he's been watching it. Um, so that's cool, too. I think like it's going to be a really exciting time. Yeah, you mentioned the TV deal, and I just want to say there's a lot of kind of doomer type of uh, people that are just claiming that AEW is going to get screwed in this new deal because of everything going on. Oh, the merger and discovery, which none of us know. Right. But at every single turn, Warner has shown that they think that AEW is one of their top brands. Just look at this week. They're partnered to help promote house of dragon. And, you know, I guess the one thing I can say is if you've got HBO max, watch the first episode of house of dragon after this, after this week's episode of AEW, because you know, let's make it look like we at least cared because of that. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think people are are just naturally being negative because the last time there was a merger uh, for a show that for a wrestling show that was on TNT, uh, you know, it went it went the way of WCW, right? So let's 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 kind of take that back a little bit though, because at every single turn, like I said, they're every week they're putting out a thing about how great the ratings are. They're doing things like this. They had the partnership with Shark Week. I I mean, maybe they're not going to get the same deal that the WWE is getting, which who would really expect that? But I think they're going to do pretty well. Maybe it'll only be 3x what they're currently making instead of 5 or 6x like they were originally hoping. But also, Brandon Thurston, who's one of the probably more interesting followers uh, follows on Twitter that I think we have, he does a lot of stuff about numbers and ratings and things like that. He's still projecting like, six times whatever their last deal was is what they'll get on this new one. That seems pretty good to me. And it seems like a, a good way to stay competitive and a good way to keep uh, paying the right people to, to stick around in AEW. So it just doesn't do a whole lot of good to just sit around and be negative about it. Like if you watch the product and support it, they're going to get a deal somewhere. Yeah. And like, it's not a sport, but they get sports money and yeah. look at what the big Ten's getting. Like, holy fucking shit, they're getting so much money for the new Big Ten deal. That's rumored. Um, but they priced ESPN out. Fox and CBS are going to get, or um, uh, excuse me, CBS and NBC are also going to get a, a, a slate of games on that deal. And they're going to pay a ton of money. Um, you have the ACC isn't going to be going up for any time soon. The NFL's already all set in stone, but there's a lot of money that needs to get thrown around for new sports and deals. It's just, it's just very premature to say that. And I know there was a lot of layoffs and restructuring, but there was a fear that we were going to have a full on recession. And it looks like that turned around too. So it's just so hard to predict what the landscape is going to look like in a couple of months. Like it would just, it's very difficult to predict what anything is going to look like in the economy in general right now. And then you don't know what the TV and media landscape is going to look like itself either. It's just very, very hard to predict. But I would think with the money that's going out right now for football and sports, um, it bodes well for AEW. May now the only downside is I think maybe they would have to cut some of the violence down, or they may have to cut some of the blood down, perhaps in the future, or maybe that could be something. A couple that, less hey, middle fingers a year. Yeah, like if you know if you're going to go on network TV, you can't say shit all the time, and Jungle Boy can't call Christian a pussy. 
all the time. Like, but <laughs> that's all right. Good. You know, save that for the pay-per-view. Exactly. It make, makes the pay-per-views a little bit more special and, and you don't want to be doing all that. It comes off weird when they're doing it too much. Like, yeah. like we've talked about with the, with the middle finger stuff. And I just think that, I think that AEW is in a good place still. I think that, like you said, with TV, they do treat them like a live sport. And people are really upset about a lot of the things getting canceled by Warner and HBO because you know that Batgirl uh, movie, I think, was pretty much done. But what they fail to recognize is they get a tax break because they canned a couple of those movies. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's it wasn't like they just did it because they didn't have the money to do it. They were doing those moves strategically because it was – uh, you know, a Sean, a Sean Nash special, a, a tax loophole, a way to get around the system. And they Beautiful were able thing. to, <laughs> and they were able to, you know, kind of salvage some money there. So just we'll see when it happens, but I, I'm still optimistic. Nonprofit Nash. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. No. Save that for later. <laughs> no, and, and the last thing I'll say about this TV deal optics and the war between the two companies, whatever, like, at the end of the day, if, if AEW is all Japan to WWE's New Japan, it's not that bad. It was a totally yeah. fine uh, promotional battle that lasted 20 years. It's yeah. not the end of the fucking world. If one is a little bit doing better in terms of um, prestige or money at live gates, but the other one is providing better content overall. That's what all Japan did. And. Um, a vast majority of the eighties and nineties. So it's whatever, who gives a, who gives a fuck? It's fine. Okay. Well uh, with that, that's going to be the show for this week. So thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support. Please follow us on Twitter at wrestling latest podcast. We tweet anytime we post a new article that goes up on wrestling So make sure that you bookmark our webpage. You can check out all the new shit that comes out, but the easiest way to do it is of course, to give us a follow. And after you give us a follow, why don't you give us a five-star review too and subscribe and share it with your fellow friends in the wrestling community. Uh, we've got a lot of good articles that are going to be coming out this week as we uh, wrap up the G1. And uh, yeah, John. Oh no, I'm just, I'm happy, just we're, getting, I'm happy we're getting to the, the <laughs> nitty gritty when the, uh, the claws come out and uh, the semifinals are in. Awesome. Well, I we can't wait to uh, get to stop some of these two star matches and get some four star matches yeah. finally. That too, would be lovely. Yeah, That'd we got to have some uh, things have a little bit of value and meaning. But uh, all right. Well, that'll be it for this week. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Rick Rude, take us home. Hit the music.